Hello everyone, uh, welcome back to Coffee with Mirko. Um, running a little touch light, but that's all good. Um, Rubens Gardelli is coming on board very soon. He had to do something probably to do with his business. So without further ado, get yourself a cup of coffee. Let's brew. Um, drinking the Mexican natural at the moment. And let me tell you who we got on show today if you don't know him. So Rubens Gardelli is the owner and founder of Gardelli Coffee, of course. And uh, aside from being an amazing roaster, uh, he has also won the World Roasting uh, Champion. So he's a World Roaster Champion, as well as a World Brew, brew, brew Brewer Champion. Uh, but rather than that, I like to define him it reminds me of a mad scientist, uh, but not a boring one, a cool scientist. And uh, perhaps one of his greatest achievements, uh, one of his highlights is definitely um, his Uganda project. So we're gonna talk about it with him. Uh, we're gonna have a chat, see where he's at with COVID-19, as well as his different projects. Um, a fun fact is that I don't know if it's his hobby, but he also build his own roasters, which is pretty damn cool if you if you ask me. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna brew some coffee. Unfortunately, it's not Gardelli. Uh, I haven't got that yet. Um, and then we're gonna sit down and Rubens is gonna join us. Uh, the way that I like to do this is uh, we will be uh, we will be basically having a chat, me and him, have some good questions, and then you guys will be able to interact and ask questions in regards to all your interests. Um, Rubens is definitely the right person to ask about roasting, coffee, and lots of other stuff. He's a, he's a down-to-earth guy, and again, he's, he, he knows his stuff, so I would highly recommend to stick around. So... Grab yourself a cup of coffee. I'm gonna say hi to a few of you. Giovanni Juan, now Dima Shumi, Tresan, uh, there's a few complicated names, Kavska, Glenn, Food Lover, Chant. Good to see you. Um, I hope you stick around and soon uh, we'll be joined uh, by Rubens. So, like I said, he's not just a world coffee roaster champion is also a person who is really pushing the boundaries of coffee and is really uh, attentive in terms of <laughs> Giovanni <laughs> you made me laugh uh, <laughs> it's not a bong uh, it's an aeropress I'm sure you know that uh, you know it's an aeropress we're waiting for the coffee to be brewed and then we're gonna plunge it in a few seconds. But what I love about Rubens is also his, uh, his project at Origin. So we're gonna ask him about his Uganda project and other things and he did some crazy stuff. He, he took some beans and, sorry, some cherries and processed them back home. So very interesting, lots of fun, have a coffee. We'll keep you company whilst you're on quarantine. And if you're a coffee lover, well, you're in the right place. 
you're in for a good treat and uh, you can rewatch it but if you stick live you get the chance to ask Rubens or myself any questions you got if you're a barista if you're a cafe owner if you want to become a barista or if you're in the coffee game or you're a coffee roaster and you want some advice or you just started roasting at home or roasting commercially or you want to start to roast this is for everyone um, even if you don't like coffee it's a good place to learn about it so we have a wide range of different coffee guests we had Francesco Sanapo yesterday uh, we're gonna have Andrea Allen tomorrow and if the names don't tell you much let me tell you these are top-notch guests that you should all you know listen to if you're gonna grab some notes feel free to do so and uh, it's time for coffee with Mirko so once Ruben join us I might send him an invite via DMs uh, we'll be able to get this started and I'm gonna send him an invite now before I say hi to all of you guys Coffee Danze, Youssef, Coffee Lover House, Nabil, Med Said, uh, Moyen, O'Kelly.co. Hey guys, saying hi to all of you, showing the love. Thank you for coming. If you stick around, you're gonna see a beautiful man, uh, a Rubens. We're gonna send him an invite now so that he will join us. I believe he will join us with Gardelli Specialty Coffee, which is a uh, of course, his company, Luigi, good to see you. Sounds like an Italian name. Uh, if you are, stick around, because there's an Italian master roaster coming and joining us. Here it is, so we're gonna send him an invite now. And here he is, it says. Rubens. Hello, good morning. Ciao, how are you? Very good, and you? Yeah, good, good. I like I like your hair. You always get the wave, and and uh, you know. So, sorry, because no, no it looks great. One month, so that's the result. <laughs> it looks great. Well, that's why I wear a cap. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, first things first. Uh, how are you and your family with the virus on a personal level? I hope you're safe and good. Yeah, yeah, very, very safe and totally like I honestly I've never been in such a good shape in my entire life. So I lost like five kilo. <laughs> I run almost every day and uh, yeah, great. I'm I'm very well. Yeah, thanks. And you? Beautiful. Yeah, in Australia we're lucky, and my family back home in Trentino, they're doing well. So we can be, you know, we can feel grateful for health and uh, yes. Most which, definitely, uh, what you said. In which city do are you living? Of course, uh, Melbourne. Ah, okay. uh, Melbourne. Okay. Okay. Uh, the well, we like to call it the capital of coffee, but you might disagree. It might be for Lee for you. No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. The, the coffee culture it's a, it's, over there is uh, it's amazing, really. Yeah, it's a good place to start drinking coffee and start coffee career and journey. So I was very lucky and privileged to meet the right people to uh, coach me, guide me, mentor me, and get me where I where I where I got. And uh, you know, even even to here. So I've actually drunk your coffee in uh, 
in a shop in Melbourne. They always order international coffee roasters. So okay. I was lucky. Maybe it was about, yeah, it was about 2019 last year. So, yeah, um, it's, it's pretty good. And like I said to, to the crowd during introduction, you remind me of a cool scientist. You know, there's a, you know, there's a boring science and a cool science. So, <laughs> I mean, you went from being a potential pilot to coffee roaster. So, you yeah, know, that's true. Get, let, let's get started on that. How, how did you go from flying planes to coffee? Well, uh, it's quite a long story, but to make it short, uh, my high school was Scuola uh, uh, Superiore in Italian. Uh, we, we, we decide uh, which uh, category you want to go. It's like an institute uh, of technical aeronautics. And there are only three in Italy. One, luckily, is in Forlì, my hometown. And, uh, yeah, you know, that, that was after the 80s, uh, after Top Gun. So there, there, there were, like, a lot of uh, people loving to the airplanes, stuff like that. Me, one was of them. And so I enrolled in that school. So I, after the... the after the uh, in the third year, I start to fly. So third, fourth, and fifth uh, class, uh, we had um, flight classes, and I flew. I, I flew little airplane like Cessna for four places uh, for, for four people, no more. And uh, yeah, but then to go into a career in in the airplane like a pilot, uh, you have two choices. You either go to buy a commercial license that was more than 100,000 euros back then, probably is more or less the same now, or you enroll in the Academia, uh, it's Academia di Pozzuoli, Academia in, 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 next to Naples, uh, like military. You do the military career, and, but it was extremely, I, I even didn't try. It's like super difficult to get in uh, and, uh, yeah, but then back then it was, uh, let me say, 1996. Those were was the year that I finished school, high school, and uh, no, I changed my mind. I I didn't want to uh, work as a pilot anymore. Yeah, so then uh, I did many, many, many different jobs. Uh, in the meantime, in the uh, one year after I finished school, my mom started the, the cafe, 1997, uh, and that was my link to going back to the, 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 the how do you say, coffee um, industry, let's say. Yeah. I started all, all that, yeah. Uh, well, le, le, hang on, I'm scratching my head. You finished high school 1996? Yeah, yeah. I'm 42. You're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 42. <laughs> Wow, I did not know that. Wow, I thought you were my age, or even yeah, definitely my age. Wow, oh, wow, well, co What's compliments. Oh, I'm 29, so okay. I, I was. I'm really in shock. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But I actually, can relate. It's a small world because uh, one of my best friends from Trentino, he went to Forlì, uh, and he had the same problem uh, that you had. So his problem was a little bit different. It was a uh, his physical. Uh, numbers didn't allow him to enter the military. Um, you know, you know, yeah, they, you know how those, it is. those are the strict uh, uh, rules to enter. Also, physical uh, exams, uh, a lot of things, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Ruben Scardelli like Christian Grey. <laughs> Renata. <laughs> Sorry, that's great. <laughs> Grazie, Renata. <laughs> um, yes, well, going on a small plane, those small planes would be great to fly over coffee farms. Yeah, yeah, but I don't the, fly a plane for like many, many years. I don't know if I can do it again. I mean, in, I in, in case of emergency, I, I will be able to land and, and, uh, and um, take off for sure those small plan but um, right now okay. i would feel very very worried to to, to do it <laughs> so, so you were born and raised in italy you went to study to become a pilot and uh, you started playing around with coffee and basically you know you're one of the pioneers uh, with uh, you know some of you know i had francesco as you saw yesterday sanapo from dita artigianale you and him, I see, I see you guys as the pioneers of specialty coffee in Italy. I know specialty is an is a, is ugly word. It's, it's full of contradictions, especially here in Melbourne, because everyone does specialty. Um, you know, what, what made you go from, what made you say, Mom, I think we can make a better coffee? Because that's probably where you start. Okay. I mean, I'm supposed... Yes, yes. Uh, it went like this. Uh, um... So uh, I was in the US, I came back uh, to Italy in, 19, uh, in 2008. Uh, I was studying in studying US, living a life uh, experience over there. Um, so my mom was owning the coffee shop for 1997, as I told you. And in 2008, uh, during those years were difficult years for a lot of debt, uh, a lot of problems with the coffee shop. So when I came back to Italy, I saw her like kind of in depression with a huge debt. Uh, and I said, I cannot ignore it. So I, I can see the way you are in that uh, kind of mental state. And I decided to remain and not going back to US, but remain in Italy and help her and the business. I was also still in... Uh, a partnership like with 20% of ownership of, of the cafe. She owned it, the 80. But you know, like that, that's also another reason why I decided to remain. It's because uh, uh, we own like SNC, society in a collective name means that legally means that if one owner is not paying the debt, even if you own 1% of the company, you have to pay the entire debt. So I, I was aware of that. So I said, how can I leave? And uh, knowing that maybe for 10, 20 years, the banks will uh, run again, uh, run uh, to catch the money from me also. So I remained and I helped uh, her to little by little recover the situation. That was the moment where I, I started to roast my first, ro uh, my first batch of uh, coffee. Uh, it was, uh, the reason was like two reasons. One, to offer to the cafe uh, clients um, another a new service, like a single origin coffee that my provider, my supply of roasted coffee was not uh, given to me. So I studied a little bit and said, mm, was inspired also by a cafe in uh, Bologna, a cafe Terzi, where he was offering many different single origin. Um, and I said, oh, that's... Uh, a nice service to uh, to add to our cafe 
but I wanted to try to roast my myself. So uh, it was two reasons. So to offer a new service in the cafe and also in the, the, the future, in the idea was in my mind, like maybe one day I will roast also the house blend that we are currently buying from another roasting uh, company. And, and we can save uh, money in doing that because uh, buying green and roasting, uh, of course, you, uh, you can save money. You have to take your labor in it. Yeah, you, you have to work for that. But uh, that, those were the two reasons why I started uh, to roast. It was a very difficult time. Just to give you an idea, I had to sell my, my car. And for three years, I was running a bike because uh, I had to pay debt, a lot of debt. So when, when, when you are in difficult times, you find yourself... Uh, uh, you, have, you have to be creative and you have to find ways to get it out, to get out. And so I started to roast with a 50 grams... Uh, little copper bowl machine that I put over the you built on the oven on the stove top as a stove uh, in the name Fornello so I don't remember how to say Fornello uh, uh, I would say just uh, just a little oven uh, okay oh. no oh, yeah, Fornello, stove. Fornello on the stove. Gas. Oh, gas. oh yeah on the stove top yeah on the stove 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 top is uh, the mocha pot how they call it here but yes yeah, stove on the stove yeah 100% on the stove and I was buying a small batch uh, of green uh, from Sweet Maria's website. It's a website in the US based in Auckland where they sell many different origins, single origin lots and single farmer lot in a small quantity, like even 100 grams for each lot. So in that time was the perfect. And through that website, I learned, it was the university back then of coffee. That, that, that website, uh, uh, ignite my fire and coffee passion for sure that's beautiful and a very inspiring story thanks for sharing because i think it takes a lot of humility to even share that you had to sell your car and i think that when when there is that ignition of passion uh it really drives you especially if you're in an uncomfortable position i think seeking discomfort a lot of times in life is important even uh, if you're scared of heights, you should go skydiving, you know, to face your fears. And by being uncomfortable, you were able to free yourself. And uh, I mean, look where you are now. A few years later, uh, you were crowned, you know, world coffee roasting champion. I mean, how did you feel knowing that all those years of sacrifices got on a push bike and allow me to ask the question, did you feel to be the Ferrari of coffee? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like that idea because I love the Ferrari uh, legacy and what he did uh, to the company and many, many other aspects. And also the approach uh, on that. that. Like when I, when I resemble, I do myself sometimes uh, uh, when they asked me, for example, when they asked me to uh, give courses on roasting, uh, roast courses, I say, I'm sorry, I don't give roasting course because and I make an example to Ferrari. So it's like asking Enzo Ferrari to, uh, like McLaren, like for example, ask to Enzo Ferrari to teach them how to build uh, a um, Formula One uh, um, engine. So I don't do that. My intention is to sell Ferrari 
So that, that's my goal as a company, to, to sell the best cars in the world, but I'm not giving courses. I mean, I, that, that's my goal as a company, to find the best uh, uh, machine, or in that case, to find the best engineers, to create new, new uh, better engines, and to create amazing cars. That's what I am. I'm finding, my engineers are the green beans, finding the best beans in the world, that's my focus, and roasting them and selling them. That's it. That's my focus in life. And uh, I had to say no to many, many requests, even for money. But I said, sorry, I, uh, I follow my, my philosophy. Uh, and and I, I don't, even if you're offering a lot of money, that's uh, not going to happen. I don't, I don't need the money now. <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I really respect and like that. It's a, it's a good artisan way of living as well to be close to your values and love because you're exactly right uh ferrari would not give classes or lessons on how to build a car 100 percent and 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 also it makes it more beautiful for us to drink your coffee because we know you are roasting it rather than oh you teach 20 other roasters the same way then your coffee is just the same as the other 20 roasters that you taught maybe yeah, yeah that, that, that's the back idea of yeah. my mind because I you know that. when i when I, if i have to teach you i will i teach you like i cannot teach like 80 percent i tell you and 20 percent i keep it uh, but that would be not me so if i i agree to teach you something i will teach you everything on all my technique so a little secret i still have it and i still keep it uh of my roasting approach and roasting te technique and uh yeah that that that's my that's my opinion but i do respect all the i have many friends who are teaching roasting and i do respect them so basically when i receive those uh, 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 uh questions requests. regarding yeah. questions and uh, requests i said i have two names uh, uh, to i do say um i suggest you two people to to, to, to um, as a, a as a teacher as a roast yeah and, and and you know we I know a few people, even here in Australia, who teach people how to roast and are doing an amazing job. It's just a different percep perception and they, they might have a different core passion. Maybe their passion is to teach and that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. they're not interested in growing their brand. I mean, uh, Craig Simon is doing a fantastic job here in Melbourne. Um, I'm sure you know Craig. He's a great guy. Yeah, I, yeah. And, 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 you know, he, he teaches, but that's okay. I just think it's just that you know, we uh, are like people and talking and social media and marketing. You like roasting. I tried once and after 20 minutes watching the beans and I was next to me was Nick Ray, which is the roaster of Toby's estate where I was working. I was like, so what do we know? What do we do now? I was like, oh, we'll repeat the process and, we'll, you know, we stay here. And I was like, oof. It's very annoying. It's going to be a long day. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. But... And how do you handle, it's not part of my questions, but you make me wonder. I can relate with chefs because I worked in hospitality for many years. And um, for a head chef, it's very difficult to hire a sous chef because, or, or for a business owner, restaurant owner, because the sous chef or the chef learn a recipe. And then after one or two or three years, yeah. they get paid to learn and then they move on. How do you manage that as a business? Because obviously you can't only roast yourself. Yeah. Uh, 
I totally understand that. And I thought uh, when I hired my first roaster, uh, because I cannot do, I, I could not do it uh, anymore all by myself. Me and my mom is like <laughs> going crazy. You, you can't, you can't. You, you just need someone to hire someone to help you. And uh, that was the first question I had in my mind. Like, uh, all right, I'm going to teach you everything I know. And maybe in two years you are going to found a roasting company that will compete against me. So uh, I hired a friend, first of all the first time, uh, Yuri, and we worked together. And by, how do you say, mm, yeah, I trust him to not do that. Also knowing him, uh, he doesn't have uh, that kind of uh, uh, inspiration to build the company by all by himself. But then I, uh, for other reasons, uh, he, he moved on, uh, he, he's doing other things. I, so the next one I hired, I hired a, a person who is uh, still, again, my friend, like he was my friend be, be, before coffee, so like a normal friend. Um, and he's not super, uh, he's not uh, uh, passionate about coffee, he's not. He's just an executor. So I tell him uh, how to do it. You do it, yeah, and basically I'm using a roasting machine where you can uh, upload a, a roast profile and you just click uh, and turn some wheels and the machine will follow the recipe I, I saved, you know, and in the background. So that's what he's doing. Um, he's taking a look at the curve, he's still on spot. He knows how to, to change gas pressure or uh, airflow to, um, to if the curve is uh, because the gas is not always constant every day for from the network but whatever and is uh, just following my curve so it's like a, an executor without having the passion for coffee in my opinion it's a good balance you cannot have everything if you are going to hire a super passionate super sooner or later is going to he wants to do something by himself that's my opinion, in coffee. So, for example, Marco has a passion for cars. So he's loved to race cars uh, like uh, uh, go-kart. And that's his passion. I know for uh, and, and electronics like computers. So he's ne he, he will never <laughs> go out and uh, fund a roasting company by himself. Yeah, yeah. I think no. I think I think it's 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 a good point, and thanks for sharing. Uh, it popped in my mind because. I, I agree with you, um, and and it's it's just a basic principle of, of business, especially when it comes to being an artisan and not super commercial. Which brings me to my next question: Italy is a hard nut to crack, you know, as far as culture. But you and Francesco are doing an amazing job, as well as people like Alberto from Tostato. I see he's uh, in uh, in the in the in the crowd, and we had him last Friday. Uh, I met him. It's a good guy. Um, so you guys and others are really doing a fantastic job. Do you see a shift, a potential change in the wave of Italy? Because from my understanding right now, uh, a large percentage of your coffee goes overseas. Overseas, uh, I right. mean, even outside that's of right. Italy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like 10% is Italy, 90% is outside Italy. Yeah. 
that's the reality. That's the reality, still the reality in the market, like uh, how many real specialty cafe can you find in Italy? I think you can count in two ends, that's it. And, and the really good ones, you can count in one end. And that's the reality of the market. Everything else is uh, either maybe second wave that they are doing like, I don't know, coffee luwak, uh, those kind, kind of things of coffee. Like that's, I refer that to second wave or uh, Jamaica Blue Mountain, you know, that's, I refer them to in second wave. Or first wave, like regular Italian uh, espresso, where coffee is just one of the things of cafe is serving, besides like pastry or cigarettes or whatever, aperitivo, stuff like that. So it's just the market is so little. And uh, in, in, in my opinion, the, 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 it's, the, you need to have behind the, the, the owner must be really, really passionate about coffee to, to be really a good cafe, specialty cafe. Uh, that, that, that's the key secret. So, for example, if, if I mention those, my five uh, favorites in Italy, behind that, there is always the owner who is passionate or, or, and who knows very well specialty coffee. Because that's the only way to, to, uh, to tell to your customers why specialty is different than the regular, than the, 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 the espresso regular. Yeah. So, uh, and in outside Italy, I mean, well, of course, world is much bigger than Italy. So it's like also number of numbers, statistics. It's uh, it's a matter of statistics, but also it's a matter of, uh, uh, as you said, is a hard uh, nut to crack uh, when you have such a deep cultural uh, uh, mindset. Let's call it that way. It's difficult when uh, whereas uh, other countries like Australia or UK, they are new to coffee. Like, actually, they were learning from Italians how to do espresso. Uh, but then so they they are like an empty bucket. It's easier to fill an empty bucket with a new um, philosophy than filling an already filled bucket. You know? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think, though, you like challenges because you went on a push bike for three years. So I think that uh, you, you, you and all the other people will be able to scrape one percentage at a time as the population gets younger and younger with more younger people, younger consumers, because it's a shame to see a Made in Italy uh, being only popular or mostly popular worldwide. It's beautiful because your coffee is appreciated all over the world, it's amazing. I uh, just like to see an extra five. Let's just be, let's just ask small, even an extra 5% and it would be, it'll be great. But, you know, it's a time, it's, it's a time process probably. Yeah. Which, um, which, you know, you've done a lot of amazing things. And uh, I mean, what, you know, with the competition, whether it's the brewing or the roasting, uh, what was your secret to that pushed yourself to say, I'm going to win this? Okay, the, 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 um, the, 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 the drive comes to... Uh, so the, the first time I started the competition was 2014. And I, uh, I, don't, I didn't know back then if I was good at what I was doing. Like, really, like, I didn't prove myself yet. 
So I was doing my things. Uh, I'm still having the same approach as of now, but back then I didn't win anything. So the first competition I enrolled was uh, um, was the Brewers Cup, the Brewers Cup, and uh, I I so much love the, the the story behind the coffee, like and searching coffee, like searching something unique or amazing. That's really my passion. That's really my focus, my passion. So that's a way to express my passion in front of judges. And uh, there is also uh, the, the drive is the, the, the goal, like the, the winning, winning something and demonstrating that you are uh, in that moment, the best in that moment. And so those two drives, uh, are the, the, those two are the drives that, uh, that made me uh, so much like crazy about competition because uh, really when I was competing uh, mm, like uh, my life was uh, just competing like uh, I didn't have any any um, spare time for anything less or private life uh, and uh, yesterday I was watching uh, a new series the episode number three or four on Netflix about uh, uh, Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan stuff like that and I didn't know that, but uh, you really understand what it takes to win. Like the drive that Michael Jordan has had to, to become the best, really the best. And you need that drive. Like every day, every day you go to train, train, and then you fail. It takes seven years for him to winning the first championship. Seven years of failure of the best player in the world, uh, in the history. And so that's tell you something about being a success or achieving success. It takes so much, so much uh, pain and failure. And then you try again and then you learn from, from, from your failure and then you do it again. So I, I failed three times in the world roasting competition. So that's more or less the, ba the baseline. Like then you do it again and do it again until you succeed. And if you still have the, the willingness inside you to succeed, and, and and you put yourself into that and you break your ass and you work hard well sooner or later you're gonna do make what you want that that, that that's the proof myself i'm the proof that uh, what i'm saying is true but it takes a lot absolutely of it takes a lot of effort but also you need to make sure that you love what you do which you do and that's why yeah. i built actually the concept behind fixation is about you need to turn that into your fixation. You know, you fixate it. You know, Kobe Bryant. You know, uh, I hope you know he's resting in peace, or Michael Jordan, or uh, you know, let's talk about some Italian soccer player. You know, Del Piero versus Zanetti. Whoever you go for, their fixation is from the moment they wake up until they go to sleep, and probably while they're sleeping, it's basketball, football. Uh, for Rubens or Francesco, it's coffee. And I think that individuals need to find that fixation and then it becomes their drive to, to do what you just said. So you're exactly right. And I, and, I, and I appreciate what you say. It really connects very well with me. Yeah, yeah. But it's simply the reality. The, nothing it is easy in life. Uh, like uh, if you want to achieve something, you have to really work hard. That's the, yeah. that's I think the issue... I think the issue with 2020 in a funny way, we live in a, in a space that it's so convenient, it's so fast. 
we can talk live. You can probably talk to farmers right now. We have all the elements to really work in our favor, but that becomes a paradox because then people become impatient. They want it now. Because before we had to wait three months before we get a letter from our mom because she sends with a pigeon. Then it becomes a week. Now we can video call each other instantly. So we become more and more impatient. So we want to win today. So I had a chat with Matthew Lowen last week and I just posted on YouTube our chat. And he was, we were talking about this as well. You know, it took him six years of losing to win. But it's difficult for a lot of people to get that engranaggio, that gear into their brain of saying, okay, I got to be patient. My moment will come as long as I push myself. And yeah, that means no private life, like you said. So it's good. And, you know, competing is important and it's, 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 it's great. I think, especially for Italia, you know, we had you champion, uh, we had Manuela last year, um, you know, it's, it's great for the Italian movement as well, as well as for you. What I do love about you, even though we don't know each other, is that I can almost see, and correct me if I'm wrong, a deep connection between the cherries and the process of you actually uh, treating them with respect. I read a little bit about your Uganda project, and I feel that you are in your complete zen, in the zone, in the element when you actually are almost making love with that coffee as you roast it because you were so close to the entire process. I mean, I thought, I laughed when I saw that you actually processed coffee at home, um, but, but only, you know, I, I get why you did it. Um, and before you answer, uh, there's someone with a question. Nas, sure. just uh, let Rubens answer this and then we'll get to your question. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are you in your Zen when you connect the two together? Almost, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also um, a part of my dream to connect to a farmer and going there, helping from, from scratch, not to an already established farmer, because they already more or less have everything already. And, but from an underdog, and, and, and through our process, we'll, uh, he will grow and I will grow. And I will, so he will grow. I will feel good that I made him growing and I feel happy and good with myself. But also, uh, in a company-wise, uh, I will also have an exclusive coffee like, that no one else really can get because I put so much effort to, to, to get there. So when I started the Uganda project, Uganda was not even on the map of really specialty coffee, like coming good Robusta from Uganda. And uh, uh, Arabica, yeah, good blender, you know, that from, from Uganda. Um, and by watching how they do the washed, I understand why, generally speaking, the coffee from Uganda is not super great because they... The, the farmer, our small, small, small farmer, they, they also harvest many other different crops and do, they do the washed in, the, the, in, a, in, in not a super quality way, let's call it the, this way. So uh, when I came there, I showed you the natural process. They never did the natural, like 
they don't even know how to do it. The raised bed, they don't use raised bed even for washed. They use just the turplings in the floor and next to the streets in the, in the cement. So uh, uh, yeah, I had to change uh, their mindset uh, about processing the coffee and trust me, the coffee will be good, but do that, do this. And uh, it was uh, like three years, three years of process because first year we tried with small, small lot, 20 kilograms, then uh, 100 kilograms, then the entire, uh, the entire production from a, a single farm, a farmer. And so uh, now I can say it's the project I'm most proud of, uh, for sure. And, and now uh, it's the fourth uh, um, year. And yeah, but now coronavirus stopped stopped the the shipping. So otherwise, the the coffee the new crop which is ready since uh, February, but uh, now it can be shipped because also in Uganda no one is allowed to go out from their home from their home. So it will arrive in Italy with a few months late later. But that's the way it is. Yeah, and yeah, we we can't do much about it, unfortunately. And hopefully, they, you know, the you know, African populations. I'm hoping that the virus will not impact them severely as the news are forecasting, because obviously there's a you know development yeah. in order to Yeah, I hope countries. everything will be fine. What was the question <laughs> of uh, NAS nine zero R? He has an ask again. Yeah. So NAS, you can you can feel free to ask questions. Hundred oh, okay. <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, I, I imagine you almost like a, during a meditation where you when you roast because you've you've touched those cherries and uh, I can see you in your in your zen in your elements almost like a Michael Jordan playing ball in his backyard. Now, not not in the championship, you know, he's in his element also in his backyard in the in his garden playing at home, just because of exactly what you said, the passion. Um, but look, unless Nas type in his question, I like to keep open questions for the end, um, just because um, I think you're giving so much value to the people that are watching and are going to rewatch this or listen to the podcast. Um, what does make you excited, aside from COVID-19, which it will have an impact, but as far as coffee, what makes you excited about the future? What would you like to see? Is it Processing is a farming is a different techniques. I'm not asking you to share these techniques, obviously, or any secrets. But what 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 what's next on your planet, but also in the coffee planet that you would like to see? Okay, um, so uh, that's that, that's uh, a hard question. Big question. Right? Yeah. Uh, the future. I hope the future. Uh, will be uh, more people understand the light roast <laughs> and understand, uh, especially in Italy, uh, that coffee can be extracted with light roast and, the, and also in double, uh, like, like you do in Australia, you, you serve in, in, in double, you know, like every serving. Um, and the learn, and I will see the future like uh, paying more the green bean for uh, so more money for the green bean, and but more money for the farmer as well. That's what what I wanted to to see, and uh, and more expensive for the final customer. So I mean, it's a chain of uh, events. But uh, because because I saw how hard it is 
to really harvest and to pick the cherries by hand, to do then the, all the rest. It's so freaking hard. And the people don't understand that in one single shot of espresso, there are more or less 30 cherries. And, yeah. and uh, it's so, it so takes so much time. So that's what I wanted to see. But not paying for more for super hype coffee, like, oh, this is, uh, I mean, also for the regular coffee yeah. to be uh, more expensive, but not more expensive because the, the importer get more money from Europe or from Australia, but because it costs more money to the, to the farmer. So the farmer apply a higher price. So that's what I wanted to see. Uh, uh, for what I want. Yeah, that, that, that's basically my main, uh, I hope that's good. That. And, and, and it's, it's, it's great what you say, and I'm just gonna close it in the sense of, in Italy, I used to work in the wine industry, and um, especially with a lot of different uh, vineyards. And, you know, we, we saw the process of wine, what's behind a bottle of wine, you know, it's, it's sort of similar uh, to coffee in the sense of it's, you know, each grape. I think there's even more work into coffee because it's less automated, the harvesting. Um, but it's funny how wine uh, we go from, especially in Australia price, we go from six, 12, 15, 20 dollars per glass, not per bottle, per glass, based on the quality of the wine. So people appreciate the wine and I find it quite unfair towards coffee farmers, coffee roasters, and the barista themselves that they become almost the sommelier of coffee. Uh, unfair because it's in Italy, one euro, two euro. Uh, here is 450, um, you know, four dollars, 350. Um, I would like to see that too. Um, and I hope that people will start to understand that perhaps we need to start to appreciate quality in the cup. And yeah, I. I and I to make a good cup of coffee, it's much more difficult than just opening a wine bottle and, and put it into the glass. I mean, it's so much more difficult. <laughs> so many variables, yes. Because the same bottle of wine is going to taste the same all over the world when you ship it. But the coffee has so many variables. You know, even in different cities would taste different because of water as well as the machine and the barista. So exactly. So it's funny. Coffee should cost more than wine, 100%. I see where you're going. Um, Thank you for answering my questions. Um, I'm gonna ask, so Naz has asked a question. Um, my question is about the valve. Um, where is yeah. it? The second part of the question, did you use nitrogen? Okay, so I never used a valve in my coffee bags, never, like since the beginning, the very beginning. Back then uh, I had the feeling that, uh, so it was coming like, oh, I know that is right, even though I don't have the proof, scientific proof that is right, what I'm doing. But uh, the intention was to preserve as much as possible to, to make the shelf life longer by not having the valve. So I, I roast and I immediately pack, but thanks to the way I roast, it's not uh, bumping uh, the, 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 the balloon effect. But sometimes it's happened, it happens uh, for, uh, um, for a few bags, but they, 
most of the time it doesn't happen. Um, and this, in this way, I know for sure then the scientific proof have come, like uh, also from uh, Colonna, Maxwell uh, Dashwood Colonna from Colonna Coffee demonstrated that. So basically the one-way valve is not only one way. So it's, yes, it gets the CO2 out, but also get also oxygen from the outside because those valves are made in uh, China, India, and they produce like million, million, million. So it's like, uh, it, it's not a super precise tool, the valve. So I understand that some roaster needs to use it because they roast quite dark. And if they don't put the valve, the bag would explode. But the way I roast, I don't need it. And I can seal it after roasting because my, my procedure is I roast in the morning and then uh, my mom is sealing right after roasting and we ship the same day. So, in, so uh, we start roasting around 6, 7 a.m. DHL come or, and FedEx come to the uh, here at 4 p.m. And what was roasted in the morning is shipped in the, in the afternoon. And so it's like roasted and sealed, but the, 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 people are, the people receive bags, not balloons. And uh, that, that, so the reason is that the coffee lasts much longer and preserves longer the, the, the original flavors of flavor. coffee. Thank you. That, that's super, super uh, explanatory. Um, Suya Karpat asking, how can we make consumers appreciate specialty coffee versus commercial. It's a different product and need a plan on how to educate consumers. Big question. I think, I think you need, uh, uh, first of all, I would uh, suggest the ambient. The people getting into a cafe, a specialty cafe, they need to feel that's different than, than regular cafe. So psychology is very important when it comes to this, to, to achieve this goal of how to explain. So the ambience should be, uh, I would say different than, 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 than regular, spread, um, regular cafe, okay? So maybe focusing on the, on the machine, uh, like the machine must be centralized in the cafe or, or show to the people how the barista do the beverage. So the, 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 the layout must be, first of all, specialty to focus on, on explaining the coffee. And also the tools you are using helps you to, to communicate that you are different. You are serving different coffee than the, the bar next door uh, that they are serving, I don't know. Uh, yeah, super dark roasted coffee. And, and secondly, but maybe the most important is the human. So uh, again, what, uh, we come back to wh what I said in the beginning. You need a passionate owner uh, and skilled owner or, whatever, or knowledgeable owner behind a successful cafe. Because if you are not that, it's not going to work very well. That's what I, because then you as an owner um, can uh, teach to the barista the, the, the things they have to do in order to transmit the passion to the people to the or to to explain yeah yeah I, I i i agree with you and just to close it off i think 
what you what you mean is just to elevate the overall experience of the customer. So it's different going from a takeaway restaurant to a fine dining restaurant, but the fine dining restaurant experience goes from the door all the way to the table, uh, the cutlery, uh, the, the, the level of service of the waiter, and that should be the coffee shop as well. And that's where I think Melbourne almost does that too much, that even the average coffee shop is elevated uh, and then it becomes a bit confusing. But I think in other markets, you're exactly right. If you give that elevated experience, they'll appreciate more and eventually they're going to pay more. Yeah, 100%. I hope that answered the question, Suya Karpa, but you can always reach out on DMs for any uh, specific questions. Uh, we are approaching the 60 minutes. I know you're a busy man, so I don't want to hold you. We can keep going, but I don't know if it's a man. We've got one more question from Bayanti asking, how was your experience with Ali Dewani in procuring Yemani coffee? It was great. I'm still using uh, his uh, coffee. Uh, right now, you can buy it. Like, it's Gurma Village from Yemen. So I'm, I'm a good friend with uh, Ali Dewani, and uh, he's a very reliable and, and gentle person. So totally right. And um, this is a good, good question. I know the answer already. Amir is asking, how did you make a kappa roaster? Oh, okay, so the 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 kappa kappa the roaster the okay. So the first one was made. Uh, so the, my very very first roaster, the the bowl kappa roaster, I bought it, uh, and it's still you can still buy it from. Uh, a coffee tech engineer they are from uh, uh, israel and uh, it's fz fz uh, whatever that's the name of the model it's still you can buy it on, online and the second one when i mm, needed a bigger roasting machine was and it's still the machine I'm, i've used always to roast my competition coffee and i'm still using it to roast samples it's like the same concept so it's just uh, a cylinder made of copper and over stove top and uh, with artisan uh, with a probe to uh, to read the bean temperature and artisan to to measure you know for the roast uh, uh, profile and i i did it by myself uh, and with the help of uh, giuseppe is my or i do say uh, he's doing tutto fare. I don't know how to say in English. Yeah, it's it's like, an all-arounder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It does be of this and that. I get you. Or oh, jack of all trades. Jack of More. all trades. There you go. You like that better. Um, the next question is a little bit interesting. So I'm not sure if we're going to break down on time. Uh, if it cuts off, guys, it is what it is. Uh, but we can't hold him too long. He got to roast amazing coffee. Without anaerobic process, can be fermenting, hang on, this is a bit, okay, complicated, Lynn's asking, can natural even washed coffee could still show great flavors? I think the question is the difference between natural wash process with fermentation. Okay, you can, yeah. So without anaerobic, so the question is, without anaerobic, can still natural and washed can have great flavors? Yes. Yes, the answer is so easy, yes. I mean, good. Uh, you don't need anaerobic to create a great coffee. You, you just, through anaerobic, you can create different flavors, different, not better. But uh, 
for example, one of my memorable coffee was from Kenya and it's natural, it's washed coffee. It's like double socket, uh, whatever, but still Kenya is still one of my favorite uh, coffee origin because of that. It's so brilliant, so intense flavors and it's washed. So no, 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 you don't really need anaerobic to get a great cup. And talking about Kenyan, acidity is definitely not a crime, like your beautiful t-shirt said. Um, and um, this is an interesting question too, which um, I guess lots of people would, would, would love to know, which is how do you find people to help you doing processing in origin, at origin, and choosing potential farmer? Okay, uh, to doing processing in origin. So in origin, you, you do what you have. I mean, you do with what you have in, 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 in the location. So in Uganda, for example, I have uh, my, my, my friend, Dizon, I teach to him and I rely that he's going to teach to, to the farmer to do something, but, but we found out it's so difficult to, to, to tell and explain difficult techniques. So we are now having our like little piece of land where all the cherries are brought from the farmer, fresh cherries in, in, in this piece of land, and we have raised bed. So we control the process because uh, it's uh, not 100% uh, reliable, the, the, the farmer, uh, because he's not able to follow up strictly our, my process. But uh, the, the most difficult thing uh, is the pickers. The pickers are, again, um, seasonal worker. Th that's not their main job all the year. They work as a picker for like one month, two months, three months, that's it. So th that that's give you the idea of why it's difficult because they are not doing as a professional. They are doing as a seasonal and uh, and it's difficult. You need to find like uh, one uh, head picker and teach him or her how to really pick the cherries and she's going to teach to the other picker. So that's the, 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 what I did, for example, in Uganda. And uh, so how to choose the farmer? Uh, how to choose the farmer? Uh, through... I think that's a big, big, wide question and will go over time. Otherwise, it's, it's, there's a lot of elements in it too. And uh, sure, you can reach out to Rubens for a specific question. And also it's a bit personal, I guess. Um, Rubens, it was so amazing to having you it was such a good chat uh, I really really look forward to meeting you in real life and have a proper cafe uh, together maybe yours um, is there anything that... when you come to Italy please write I will uh, um, uh, thank you for for being here we really appreciate your time because you're really busy is there anything that you want to tell people where to go get your coffee, any plugins, please. The, the, the stage is yours because we're running short. No, no, I have the website, www.gardellicoffee.com. Okay, I'll do a story later and I'll tag that website. Um, and thank you. Um, I hope My that friend. you remain safe. I hope Italy will recover you soon. Too? You too. Are you still in lockdown in Australia? Are you in lockdown? Yes, yes, it's not as strict as Italy. Uh, we still can go out jogging. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to do it as Italy because I want to be close to my people. Uh, that's how I'm trying to do it. The countdown has started at 22 seconds, I see from Instagram, but 
Honestly, I'm very, I'm feeling very grateful. Um, you inspire me and lots of other people. Keep doing what you're doing, and really sending you all, you and your family, lots of love. Thank, Thank you, you Rubens. Thank you're you a legend. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.